Yes, it's Monday, and it may well be Easter Monday or a bank holiday Monday if you're in the UK. But we still continue with We Need to Talk About Ghosts. And do you know why? Because we need to talk about ghosts. Now, first, a public service announcement. If you're here off the back of watching Cursed Films, Rosemary's Baby episode, and you've seen a very serious man discussing the curse of Rosemary's Baby, that still was me, Kev Eustace. Hi. But you may well be more suited to my other show, The Dark Paranormal, where I remain in a serious, what do you call it? Frame of mind? Personality? I don't know. Here on We Need to Talk About Ghosts, we still discuss the paranormal, but we do it with a lighter attitude. We're still all believers over here. Yes, we are indeed. But what we like to do is just be normal with it, be ourselves, and be who we are as everyday people. I say we, meaning I, and also my partner, Becca. If you're new to the show, you will hear from her later. Um, But yeah, if you're over here because you think you're going to have some serious, dark, deep debate about the paranormal, you're not. So maybe go over to my other show, The Dark Paranormal. That's a public service announcement out the way. For everyone who did watch it on Cursed Films, do you like it? I thought it would come across quite well, really. Um, It was obviously, they used maybe, as you do in those sorts of talking head things, they used about maybe a minute and a half of me. Um, And that was from a four-hour interview. So God knows what's on that cutting room floor, sir. Yes, but it was a good episode. There was a bit of debate a scene, and rightly so, about... um, how they framed Polanski, given his obvious later crimes, which are horrendous. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting debate. But, um, you know, he's obviously an important part of Rosemary's Baby. So they went about it how they felt they should go about it. And I'm not a film director. Who the devil am I? The devil. Oh, dear. Okay, so if you are new to the show, and even if you're not new to the show, you're going to wonder how it works. Well, normally at this point, I would be singing thank yous to our newest Patreons. If you've signed up to Patreon last week, don't worry, guys. You will be getting a thank you sung at you via the medium of my guitar, but not this week because we're in mid-move. Well, that's a lie, actually. We're at the final stage of a house move, and all musical instruments right now are in a box. I see they're in a box. That's a lie. They're in a wardrobe. Um, but they're behind a lot of boxes and I'm currently surrounded by boxes. So yeah. Um, so it won't be this week, but next week I will be doing a two week montage of everybody's names to say thank you. And when you do sign up to Patreon, not only do I sing your name as a thank you, which I think everyone in the world wants, don't they truly? Um, I also, I also, you also receive, uh, access to over 150 150 patreon only episodes i think it's more like 250 now actually um and we do two of those a week first one we do midweek and that's me having a ramble it's kind of like this but i tell you what's going on in life i give opinions about things sometimes it's paranormal sometimes it's not and on a sunday we do a paranormal only podcast yes we do and the latest podcast that we've done on sunday for patreons was myself and becca discussing the unexplained etc and Becca went and told an amazing story about a cursed mummy. So yes, I hope you Patreons enjoyed that. And if you're not yet a Patreon, why not go and support the show? Head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Yes, why not? Now, what we also like to do in this version of we need to talk about ghosts is we like to do a paranormal review of things. So the way the format goes, treat this like an index, if you will, of the upcoming show. We do this, an intro, then we normally do Patreon songs, that'll be next week. Then we do a paranormal review, then we have your listener ghost stories, which are amazing and terrifying. And then we go to Becca's Paranormal Reddit Corner. 
Now, for the final week this week, Becca's no, not with us. I was going to say no longer with us. She's not passed on. Uh, Becca's not with us because of this house thing. I'm not even going to go into it. You just don't want to know. But let me just say, she'll be back next week. So I'm going to take a snippet from an old Patreon episode where we have Becca's lovely voice and dulcet tones. So for the final week, we have a stand-in Becca's Reddit corner, but it is still Becca, and we can pretend she's still in that corner. Other than that, I hope you're all wonderfully well, as is the podcaster's mantra. And yeah, let's get scared together. So let's go right into it with this week's Paranormal Review, where I review so you don't have to. Let's say it all together. It makes no sense. And here we are. It's time for our Paranormal Review. And this week we're going to do a Paranormal Podcast. And it's a long time overdue, if I'm being frank. And there's a reason why I'm reviewing it now. Now, coincidentally, or serendipitously, if you will, as you all know, I do another podcast, The Dark Paranormal, where I present paranormal events in story-esque format and hopefully give people a scare, whilst also giving them a little bit of information about a paranormal event or case or experience. Now, coincidentally, um, I plan these out for the Dark Paranormal before each season ago. It has me 10 episodes for this season and a crack on. Now, coincidentally, me and this podcast both brought out the same experience and the same case this week. And it's Mysteries and Monsters by the one and only co-host of the Ghost Story Guys, Mr. Paul Bestel. Now, why you should go and listen to this show is for several reasons. One, if you're already into the Ghost Story Guys, and let's be honest, who isn't? Um, Paul is an amazing um, investigator of the paranormal, interviewer of the paranormal people in the world. He's one of those people, I always feel a bit intimidated whenever I'm, on, I'm doing a, a guest spot on the Ghost Story Guys with Paul because he knows everything. And I mean everything. Like, you know, the sort of people, if you say, oh, the Enfield Poltergeist, and he'll be like, ah, you mean the 12th of December at 8.32, and the first knockings happened at 32 decibels. And you're like, oh, um, yes, that's the one I mean. And I'm thinking, no, I mean the floaty girl one. Do you know what I mean? So he's um, very professional as a podcaster, and he's one of those podcasters you should listen to if you want your knowledge to go through the roof. You know, listen to me if you want to get a scare, I say. Um, listen to Paul if you want to get a scare and an education. And he does it so very well that you should all go and check it out. You know, it, he's rated like 4.9 stars. Should be five on iTunes. And on top of all of this knowledge and brilliance and podcasting ability, he's also a bloody nice bloke too. And that's a rarity I find in the world. Not necessarily in podcasting world. A lot of people are nice. But Paul especially so. So... This week, we both covered the events of, oh, a bit lost. Sorry, the events of the Sorky Poltergeist. Not the Sorchi Poltergeist, which is how I thought it was pronounced until I researched it. And I had to, like, Google how you pronounce it. Whereas Paul, I'm sure, was like, ah, the Sorky Poltergeist, right from minute one. So, yeah, I think in today, he's just released, and I quote, Mysteries and Monsters, episode 176, A Witch's Guide to Ghost Hunting with Sharice Williams. Now, I'll be listening to that. It's on for an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm listening to it because I know I'm going to get an education. I'm going to hear things I didn't know. And whereas I like to come at it from almost a... You know, I, I've changed the, the genre of this show in iTunes and Spotify to improvisational comedy. And the reason for that is so people kind of understand what they're getting into. And it also stops people from leaving like schneid reviews like come here thought we'd talk about ghosts next thing he's doing accents so i'll just throw it into comedy and then if they still leave a bad review it's like 
Well, you chose a comedy podcast, you fool. Whereas Paul comes from the street talking, let's get into the paranormal. It's like um, each interview is like an audio book and it's just so well done. Anyway, I'll stop banging on and go and find out for yourselves why you should be listening to the show. So check out Mysteries and Monsters by Mr. Paul Bestel. Two thumbs up to the sky is my review for this. And long may he continue. Two thumbs to the sky. So now it's time for my genuinely favourite part of the show, where I get to talk about your true personal paranormal experiences, or TPPE as I like to say. I don't like to say. Our first email today is from Jody, and Jody writes, Hello, hello. My name is Jody, and I live in St. Louis, US. St. Louis, isn't it? St. Louis, US. First off, I must tell you, oh, please do. I love both the dark paranormal and we need to talk about ghosts. Why, thank you, Jody. While the format is totally different, I enjoy each of your podcasts equally. Oh, thanks. I particularly enjoy listener stories as I've had a number of paranormal experiences and it's always nice to know there are others like me. People who started as adamant sceptics but were forced to re-examine what they thought they understood of the world. Fantastic. What an intro to a story. Come on, Jody. Hit us with your tale. About 20 years ago, my aunt and uncle bought a house in an older part of the city as an investment property. No one had lived there in some time, and they had a small crew rehabbing the house. I lived nearby and offered to help one night with demolition. It was the same night my aunt came by to take before pictures. No one told me much about the house before I got there. It was a stately two-story home with lots of fireplaces, multiple stairways and gaslights. There were guys already working when I showed up, and I could hear different people yelling at one another across the place. Accusations of moving each other's tools, complaints about batteries being dead, and just general bickering. I checked my phone, an old flip phone that I usually charged once every few days, and even the battery in that was dead. I didn't think much of it until my aunt showed up. She had a digital camera and walked around taking photos of architectural details she wanted to save as well as the construction mess. On her way out, she showed me the photos. We were shocked at what we saw. In the kitchen, there was a face looking in the back window, in more than one photo, even though there's no access to the backyard. One of the photos of the basement showed a little girl, maybe four to six with waist-length black hair, barefooted, and her back to us and facing the corner of the room. I still have chills thinking about it. The photos frightened us so much that we had a paranormal group out the next night. The psychic in the group confirmed there was a child spirit in the house, and that's why the tools were always gone. The head looking in the kitchen was not good news. That man had died on the back stairs, having hung himself or fallen down the stairs and suffering a broken neck, and he did not approve of anyone in his home. Once the backyard was finally accessed by cutting padlocks off the doors to the breezeways and overgrown bushes out back, a grave was found in the yard for a man. No one stayed in the property longer than five months before they finally gave up and sold it. The image of that little girl still haunts my nightmares. Oh my god, Jody, that is terrifying. That picture, or that image, should I say, of a little child stood in a basement, staring at the corner, not on her feet, 
that's like textbook Japanese horror style Ringu sort of thing. I don't even know what I'd do if I seen. In fact, that's a that's a terrible lie. I know exactly what I'd do, and I'd need new trousers immediately, please. That is ferocious. And yes, you may have heard recently, I'm bringing back the word ferocious that I invented. It's a combination between horrible and atrocious. And maybe ferocious. Ferocious. But Jody, well done and congratulations on being the first recipient of the word ferocious because that is horrible. It just is. I mean, children ghosts or child ghosts even are the worst sort of ghosts, aren't they, in terms of nightmares and picturing them in your head. But when you throw them in a basement, no, no, when you throw them in the corner of a basement, looking away from you at the corner, nah, sod off, get me a cab. Hello, is that Uber? What do you mean it's all on app and you don't have a telephone number? Um, that is terrifying. Well done. And thank you so much for the email, Jody. But Jody, of course, then sent in another email, which I've just remembered. So that's why I'm adding it on now. You see, that's how professional we are here, sir. Anyway, Jody sent in a second email and it goes like this. Hello. Jody again from St. Louis, Missouri in the US. Here's another story from my youth that I hope makes it onto one of your podcasts. Well, Jody, I've got good news for you. Um, it has. That's the good news. I'm sorry it wasn't better news. And she writes, In November 2003, my then husband and I planned a trip to England and Scotland. London was a regular destination for us, but this was the first time I'd ever been to Scotland. It was more than I'd hoped for. Being typical Americans, we were suckers for late-night tours of pretty much anything spooky, so Greyfriars Kirkyard was definitely on our list. We booked the midnight tour, one that included a trip to the vault that was reported to have active poltergeist activity. I didn't give much credence to the stories about the Mackenzie poltergeist. I was far more interested in learning about the history of the Kirkyard and the other famous graves there. After touring the graves above ground, the tour guide took us to a vault where they turned out the lights for about a minute. They then said that if anyone had unexplained marks on their bodies to take photos of it and come by the creepy wee bookshop in the graveyard for documentation, which I thought was just for dramatic effect, until we got back to the hotel room. I needed a shower after a long day of being a tourist. When the water hit my legs, my ankles started to burn. When I looked down, the tub was red with blood and my ankles were covered in needle-fine scratches. I'd been wearing boots, socks and pants that covered this part of my body. There's nothing that I was wearing that could have caused it either. So now I believe in Scottish poltergeists. Thanks for reading my rambling story. Wow, Jody and Jody's ex-husband, of course. Um, wow, that's just terrifying. Amazing. And you know what's dead good about it? Well, you did get attacked, so not everything's dead good about it. That's not dead good. But what is dead good about it is the fact that you've had an interaction there with an exceptionally famous entity. Think about it. There's not many places on earth, if any, that you can say that for, that you can go to and have an interaction. You can't go to Amityville and say like, hello, oh, just knocked the microphone, and say, hello, ghosts. Uh, especially the ones that aren't lies. Can you please come and interact with me? You can't do it. But you can say to people, I've had an interaction with Mackenzie's poltergeist. And that's fascinating. I bet you didn't feel lucky when your leg was bleeding in the bath, of course. But let me tell you, Jody, you are lucky. But uh, I lived in Edinburgh for about two months when I went working there one Christmas. And we stayed in a really old apartment building. It had been changed into apartments. I don't know what it was previously. But it was some 
fascinating nights there in that apartment. It's very creepy. And we've done a tour of Mary King's Close. Not King Mary's Close, because obviously there's no King Mary. Mary King's Court, or Close it was called. Because what they basically done in Edinburgh is they built on top of the streets. So these streets are still all intact with like the little shops, little houses, and they built on top of them. And then someone uncovered them years ago, and now it's a tour. You can actually go subterranean and see this little village that's under the streets. Terrifying stuff. Um, and dead haunted Edinburgh, if not the most haunted town in the world. I would go as far to say. But thank you so much, Jodie. That's fascinating. Now, before we get to Becca's Reddit Corner, where, of course, we will hear the voice of Becca discussing the paranormal, albeit not live, we have our final listener email for today. And this email comes in from B, and she writes, Hi, Kevin. Hi. Becca, hi. What fucking hell, Becca? You want to lay off the facts? And the neighbor's cat. Meow. My name is B. Hi, B. I have a creepy story that I hope you will like and read it to your listeners. I will, I am, and I'm doing so. I love your show. Why, thank you, B. I love you. Well, controversial. Here we go. When I was in college in the late 1990s, a friend of mine invited me to go to Mexico with her and her family. We'd been friends since high school and had gone to the same local college. We planned to go after our finals and on our winter break for two weeks. Her parents would be there before we arrived and would leave two days after our arrival. That meant we had the house to ourselves and could go out all night and have fun with her cousins. The family house was several blocks from the United States board, so we took a flight to the closest US state and drove to Mexico. The family house was sectioned off into two parts. Another family lived in one half of the house year round and my friend's family stayed in the other half when they would visit throughout the year. I only saw the half of the house my friend's family stayed in. It had a huge living room and behind it was a small kitchen. To the left of the kitchen there was a small room with two full-size beds against opposite walls. In between headboards of the beds was a door with several bolts and a screen door that was locked. The door led to the other half of the house. To the right of the kitchen was the bathroom. We arrived late the first night and my friend's mum had us sleep in the beds. Her parents slept in the living room with some relatives. I can't remember which night the supernatural experiences happened, but it happened once when her parents were in the house and once when we were alone in the house. The first time it happened was just after everyone went to bed. It was maybe after 10 or 11 p.m., I was laying in bed and starting to go to sleep when I heard whistling and footsteps from the other side of the door, which was just inches from my head. Then I heard the door open and close, as if there were no locks. The screen door opened and closed and I heard footsteps walking in between our beds. I continued to hear the footsteps and whistling move into the kitchen, the living room, back to the kitchen and then to the bathroom and then it stopped. The next morning, I asked my friend if she heard the whistling and the footsteps. She said no because she had her headphones on. Before our trip, my friend told me several times to buy a brick of batteries and bring headphones. I didn't realize until that moment what she meant. She asked her mother about the whistling and the footsteps, but her mother said not to worry, it was just her brother. He used to take care of the house before he died a few years ago and now his spirit watches over the house. The second time this happened a few days before we left. I heard the whistling and footsteps like before from the closed off part of the house. 
The door opened without being unlocked and closed. The screen door opened and closed. But this time the footsteps walked only a few feet from the foot of our beds and then stopped. I heard her parents' cat purring loudly from that same area. I worked up the nerve to pull the covers off my head and sit up to see what the ghost looked like. I had a feeling he was still there. When I sat up, there was no one at the foot of our beds, but her parents' cat, who was purring loudly and walking in a figure of eight, as if the cat was walking in and out of a pair of human legs, rubbing its head against them. I freaked out and lay back down in my bed, and thrown my covers over my head. Eventually, the footsteps started up again and walked to the kitchen and the bathroom and then left. I hope you like my story. I'm in the process of writing down some more ghost stories from my parents' house, from working the night shift, and from my current residence that's directly on an earthquake fault. I think it has a lot to do with all the spirits that come through my house. You also read one of my stories on your podcast before, The Static Ghost. Thanks, B. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. B, that was you, the static ghost. That was an amazing story. But this one, I mean, it's a nice ghost, isn't it? If it's like your mate's uncle saying, I'm just whistling, walking around. (whistles) Hello, cat. Let's have a stroke. But it's not that nice when you're asleep and you're like, I know you're dead. I just pooped me pants. Please get out my life. Nice song for the new neighbours there. Anyway, right now we're going to do Becca's Red Corner. And as I said earlier, it was going to be a Patreon snippet, but I have it on good authority. And when I say good authority, I mean a recently received text message that we may actually have the sceptical lady herself, Miss Becca, in the flesh to talk to. Let's see if that's the case. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay, so we actually do have Becca here. I thought we wouldn't have her, but we do. You are welcome. Hooray. Hello. I know you're in a rush. Go on, read your story. You don't even let me sit down, imagine. Oh, go on, then. I'll stand no, up with no, you. No, it's fine. No, it's I'll fine. stand no, with no, you. No, no, it's fine. I'll just stand here and, like, serve you. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Right, so just straight into the story. Straight in. Yeah, that's all you want. Okay. That's all you want. <laughs> welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Hooray. Let's begin. This story is called I Collect Porcelain Dolls. My friend got me one as a gift and I think it may have something attached. Hey all, this has only just begun happening so it's 100% could be nothing but I'm freaked out anyway and need some input. So I collect porcelain dolls. I think they're really pretty and I just really love them. I have 11 right now after my best friend bought me a really beautiful clown doll. Is this a joke? I I loved it as soon as I saw it. The night she gave it to me, she slept over, and nothing really seemed off. Tonight, though, I moved it further from my bed, and some weird stuff happened. Earlier in the day, I had been hearing some thumpy noises, but nothing too out of the ordinary, but it was enough for me to text my partner and joke about it. Recently, my partner made me a little jar lamp with rose quartz in it, and I'd been using it in my little bed cubby area, but it was bright, so I turned it off before I laid down to sleep. I was shuffling to get comfy, and I faced the wall closest to me, which is the opposite side of the room to the doll. As soon as I laid my head down, I heard the little bell on its hat jingle twice. I was naturally freaked out, so I texted my friend who had bought me the doll from Goodwill, and they told me they'd heard the exact same thing the previous night after I'd fallen asleep. Now, there is a chance it's nothing, of course. My dog's collar makes a similar noise, but she wasn't in the room. 
This is the first time I've ever been spooked by any of my dolls, so I'm just a little extra spooked. I've moved the doll into my living room until further notice, and I'm about to try and go to bed again. Any thoughts? What do you think, Becca? Do you think that they've got a possessed doll? So, is the issue just that they've heard a bell ring twice? Yes, but from a doll's hat. But equally could be the dog. Did they say they got a dog? They said my dog's collar makes the same noise. Oh. And with that one fell swoop, lost all credibility. <laughs> I think. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> just immediately. So you're not th- you don't think that there's a chance that a, a, an entity can attach itself to an object? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, no, I think this is... I think everything about that story is a leap, to be honest. Yeah. Um, beginning with, I think little clown porcelain dolls are really beautiful. That <laughs> <laughs> also lost a lot of credibility. Yeah, to be fair, no one yeah. thinks that. <laughs> Everyone thinks that they're just demonic. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, that would be an awkward conversation to have with a friend. If someone got you a gift, it's the next, the next day like, Hi, thanks for that, it was lovely. Any chance it's haunted? <laughs> would it be well, that? I mean, no, if I got a gift for someone, they, they possibly would ask that. Because I am likely to buy someone a haunted doll. As but a gift. would you buy them something haunted if they just collected the normal ones? Like, they're, they're not into the paranormal. They Everything just... I try and buy someone, any gift I buy anyone, I try to make it haunted if I can. I know even, like, trips you take me on, you try to make that yeah, haunted by desperately that. asking anyone who'll listen if, if the hotel's seen, haunted. Yeah, if the hotel's haunted, if they've seen a ghost, if the car park's haunted, mm-hmm. if the cafeteria is haunted. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, in a nutshell then, that story for you... Uh-uh. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, are we are we acknowledging this whole thing at all or no? Which the the fact that we're moving house and everything's upside down. Upside down. In the middle of boxes. And yes, I've told people that we're in the middle of boxes. Okay. We're getting there. Yeah. Okay, so you've got right. a friend over, haven't you? Because you're gonna have a drink. Yes. Yeah. I'm currently drinking a blackberry bellini. Yeah. Very good. It's like, do you want to taste it? Um. Go on then. I'll drink a blackberry bellini. What's it called? A blackberry bellini. What's it called? Bellini. Bellini. Yeah. So it's gin liqueur um, with prosecco. It's actually not that bad. It's all good. It's like um, fizzy vimto. Yes, exactly like that. Except it makes your head spin. Going for, yeah. Okay. Spin me right round. How many have you had? As soon as you're singing. Uh, I think I've sang on like an awful lot. You have, yeah. You're known for your songs. Don't get me started on Hamilton. Don't. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's a historical thing. So Becca loves musical Mm theatre, namely Hamilton you're addicted to at the minute, aren't you? Like obsessed, yeah. And um, you also do Keep Fit. And you wanted to know if these two worlds could ever merge, and it turns out they can. Do you want to tell everyone the name of the thing you might be buying into now? So there's a, a, a musical fitness thing where you like keep fit, so the songs from the musicals. And I was like, what? This sounds amazing. And one of them is Six, which I love, Six the Musical, and mm. it's like a workout to that. And then there's another video, which is called Hamilton. Wow. Yeah, so I can't wait. I haven't done it yet. You, get, um, you can get like a free seven-day trial. But because we've been so busy with the house, I thought, I don't want to waste it yet and only do like one or two. No, wanna, God forbid. I want to really, really do it when I can focus on yeah. on all this. So I can't wait to give it a go because it sounds so much fun. And just and when can, you like, think this would like, room where it happens, room where it Jesus happens. Jesus wept. And, I'll and just like, when you thought that this wouldn't be a scary one, happens. but um, yeah. it is a terrifying one, if that's Hamilton, there you go. Do you want to say... Hamilton. Shut up. Do you want to maybe say... Don't bring me on a podcast and tell me to shut up. <laughs> I mean, don't, I don't bring you on to sing fucking songs from the musicals, do I? Well, then you shouldn't bring me on at all. Well, this is fair enough. Okay, do you want to say thank you and goodbye to people from, who've come to join you in your corner? Thank you for joining Reddit Corner with Becca. Well, that was very noble of you. Well, thank you. I hope you enjoy your Blackberry Bellinis. Thank you. ba ba da ba 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 And it's always a pleasure. Never a chore. <laughs> Good. Goodbye. Bye. And there we go. She was indeed free to come and talk about the paranormal on Reddit. 
albeit only for a short amount of time. Although she said, no, I'm exceptionally busy this afternoon. I thought it was house things. And then when she texted me, she was like, no, I'm just having a drink. She's like, dirt cheek, get your bum up here and talk about the dead. And she did, to be fair to her. And she deserves that drink because she's had a very stressful couple of weeks. But anyway, that's house moves for you. What I did want to say is thank you to everyone who sent in stories thus far, but please keep sending them in. Send them to talk about, oh, no. Wait there. Send them to contact at talkaboutghosts.com. Contact at talkaboutghosts.com. And you see, what I do then is I read them out because that's how this show works. Yes, indeed you do. So thank you to all of our contributors for today. And of course, thank you to Becca for her five minutes of fame. We'll be back next week for more We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Yes, we will. And everything should have returned much more calmer then. Much more boxes out of the way and we can free ramble our way into society but not too much rambling of course so until next week guys take care of yourselves and each other as mr jeremy springer would say back in the 90s and i love you all and i will see you then tatty bye